Hi, and welcome to the Saxophone Academy. I'm Dr. Wally Wallace, and this week, Sue and I have a belated Valentine's Day gift for you, a super nerdy episode about saxophone gear. We chat about gear we've been looking at, some product reviews, and even some recommendations for your students or that saxophone loved one in your life, if you happen to love a saxophonist. We also dive into the mailbag and answer some of your questions. And as always, if you have a question for the podcast, please do email us directly, thesaxophoneacademy at gmail.com. Hope you enjoy the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's that's weird. People are like, why is there a metronome? Yeah, yeah. Because well, we want to keep, you know, in time, man. Yeah. Hey, Sue. <laughs> hey, Wally. <laughs> it's a new year, and we're in February. Feb- February. February. Valentine's Day is coming up. You know what you need to get oh, for Valentine's right. Day? What? Awesome new sax gear. Well, always. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sue, what is... <laughs> is your semester going well still? Yeah, yeah. Students students are playing well, and um, there's a lot of flu and strep throat going around. So I'm just like washing my hands a hundred thousand times a day and not touching anything. I'm opening doors with my My elbow elbow. and stuff, not shaking hands. Ooh, man, people are dropping like flies. Ooh, yikes! Yeah, not gonna be healthy. (laughs) Yeah, it's going well. Yeah. So I recently had to get some new mouthpieces. We're gonna ignore that sound. That was an exciting was pretty. Ding, yeah. Well, that was saying yeah, new I'm, mouthpieces. I'm, and then, well, yeah. So here's here's what happened to me. So um, I was in a lesson with a student who's a complete beginner. Okay. And they show up, and the saxophone does not have a mouthpiece in it. The case. There's no. Well, mouthpiece. there shouldn't be a mouthpiece in. Oh, in the saxophone <laughs> case. <It's> like, <laughs> so the saxophone didn't. Sue, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. What you don't have a mouthpiece in your saxophone? I do not. <laughs> so they come to their first lesson. They've got this saxophone that they've rented. Yeah. Got this beautiful saxophone. It's got a neck strap. It's even got cork grease. No mouthpiece. Okay. And I'm like, oh gosh, I've got a half hour with this student. They don't have a mouthpiece, and I don't have a spare mouthpiece with me at that time. Yeah. So I take my mouthpiece <gasps> off my saxophone. I go to the restroom and I wash it up you with are some too good of a person with some hand soap. I did have some spare reeds with me, so I had some like Juno twos and Juno okay. two and a half. So I was set up for a beginner with reeds, but because I always do that, I always make sure I have some reeds for the beginner because they come with something that's just terrible. Right. And and but I always expect them. I will not from now on to at least have a mouthpiece that came with their rented instrument. So, so I wash up this mouthpiece with the hand soap in the, in the restroom and wash it up really good and dry it off and bring in and have the student play. And of course, you know, the hand soap, when you use it on these mouthpieces, it kind of discolors them a little bit. They become a little oh, bit gray. No. So, so it wasn't pretty anymore. And then I was like, well, this and, then, and then it also smells like aloe vera and coconut. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, well, I'm going to take this mouthpiece home and I'll, I'll put it in hydrogen peroxide, which doesn't discolor them, but I was going to like in, disinfect it really well before I yeah. put it back in my mouth because of course the flu and strep are going around. Did I mention that? Yes. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, um, so, um, and then I realized that that mouthpiece was kind of getting on the old side anyway. I think I've been playing it two, three years, something like that. So I figured, well, it's probably time to write to my dear friends at Van Doren and order a new mouthpiece. So, yeah. and I thought, well, while I'm at it, I'll get a new soprano mouthpiece too. too. So I emailed David Gould at Van Doren and I say, Hey, you know, can I, can I get a new AL3? Can I get, get a new SL3? Right. And he writes back and he says, well, would you like me to send you a couple of them so you can try them out? 
And I said, you know what? Nah, don't bother. Just send me one of each because my experience has been those mouthpieces are so consistent right. that you just just order one. It's mm-hmm. fine. And so here's the thing. So they came and I just put on the new one and with the same reads I had broken in on the old one. You're kidding. It was fine. You heathen. It was just you, fine. You did, you did not play with the same reads. I did. But Sue, it's a different mouthpiece. Well, they, it was fine. They're really consistent. They I gotta say, they're so consistent. Um, yeah. I slightly preferred the soprano mouthpiece that I was playing on to the new one that came. But if you had given me one to play on and not told me which one it was, I wouldn't have known the difference. I know it's like, yeah, yeah. Those but those anyway. milled because they're milled out of like a chunk of hard rubber. I don't think they're mold injected. They're very consistent. They're those, so consistent. Those robots so are doing a great job. How cool is that? Yeah, until they took so, over the world, uh, until Skynet. Yeah, I, that's good. I think those robots are doing a great job. Here's another equipment thing, Wally. Yeah. So yeah, if you want an SL3 or an AL3, just order one. It's going to be fine. Yeah, and they're, the Jazz Line mouthpieces are just as consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Love is them. that true? Yeah. Yeah. Great. I, yeah. I no. I they're just I, I'm really not consistent. Yeah. So, there's, just some, there's really some well brands made. where you tell your students, like, yeah, you need to order four. And, like, the it's a hard yeah. conversation with parents. Yeah, this yeah. is the mouthpiece we're going to in. Go ahead and order four. You've got to order four. You're going to send one. three back. And, and like, they're you, like, what? you can see the parents, like, oh, God, Are I don't care about this. Are you kidding me? What a yeah. pain in the butt, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the Van Dorans, you say, order one is going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And here's the other thing that's really super exciting. This maybe happened years ago. I don't know. But when they first came out with the MO ligature, mm-hmm. they had Sopranos and Altos. Yeah. Maybe they had tenors too, but they didn't have a berry one. Yeah. And so my husband, Mark Engebretson, was always like, I want one of those for the berry. I'm like, well, they don't have it on the berry. Sorry. So when I was ordering these mouthpieces for myself, he said, hey, any chance they've got an MO ligature for the berry yet? I'm like, oh, I don't know. So I ordered one and they've got they've got it now. They do? Yeah. And okay. so Mark was playing on the Optimum ligature, but he, he just... He just loves it. And we both tried the new one when it came. Yeah. It's great. So oh, uh, yeah. Now there's a Barry MO. This is maybe old news. It's been maybe years, but I have I gave up trying, and so it's yeah. awesome. Well, you know what's not going to be old news is the pink gold MO ligature, because that <laughs> thing's always going to just have a special place well, in my heart. Well, of course, we got the pink gold one. <laughs> of course. Uh, on the baritone? <laughs> yeah. They make pink gold for the baritone? I think it was pink gold. I better double check that and make what's sure. <laughs> that is it. No, I... <laughs> I didn't really think about it. I was just so excited to get a Barry MO. <laughs> yeah, I, they are. I will report back. <laughs> those are really fine ligatures. They're very reasonably priced. I am not a Van Doren artist, so I don't care. Like right. you, you are somewhat biased. You have to say good things about Van Doren. Well, yeah. I'm going to ensure <laughs> that I'm never a Van Doren artist. So I'm working on a review video right now of my five least favorite ligatures, ones that I think students should avoid. Uh, and Van Doren has a ligature on that list. Yeah. Uh, that leather ligature by Van Doren. Oh, yeah. I despise it. I just don't like any of those leather ligatures. I don't either. Or the cloth. I'm going to get a lot yeah. of hate mail because I'm talking about Rovners as uh, well. Oh, I just geez. think I don't like students using those because yeah. I don't think they create an airtight seal. Right. And I'll talk about that extensively in a video where I just get really snarky. But I, I would I would hesitate knocking Van Doren in a video because I co-host podcasts with a Van Doren artist. Right. Uh, except they make one of my favorites as well. So there. So, so I will say, I think the leather <laughs> one is just horrible for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, but the MO is just so good. It's great. Yeah. I yeah, really do, just great. do like it. I'm glad yeah. they got it for Baritone. And yeah. They got pink gold, regular gold. Yeah. All sorts of good things. So um, that's exciting. It's awesome. Gear, um, you still have not gotten your double case. Oh, but here's the news. I got an email yesterday. It's shipped. <gasps> the double case <laughs> we've been talking about for six months. Yeah, at You're, least. So it's going to fit your alto? It's going to fit my alto and my soprano, I yeah. hope. And by Marcus Bonham. It's going to be in 
black and not blue. Gosh, oh. that's okay. I hope it's I just want to get it. Yeah. <laughs> it better be good. You know, the other day I go to play this chamber music concert at, over at Duke in the afternoon and I, I'm schlepping my alto and my soprano and I'm thinking, really, where's my double case? <laughs> Oh, man. Soon, Wally. Soon. I just have my fingers crossed that both of my horns are actually going to fit in the thing. And then you will never have a double gig Selmer, again. So, yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that that it's going to fit Selmer's because that would be like the one that I would think would fit in there. So you mean like I don't have a, one of those sax ones with an extra big bell or right. a weird shape. It should be like the one that they made the case for. If it doesn't know. fit like a standard Selmer, because you, you play in a Series 2, right? I three. play a Series 2 alto, a Series 3 soprano. It's got to fit. Yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is, you know, the Series 3 has the detachable necks, uh-huh. and so there might be some play, but I'll just make something that takes up the play if if that happens. Well, I, then you need a gap cap, gap I need cap. A, I might have to have a yeah, gap yeah. cap. Gap we'll cap, see. gap we'll cap. We'll see. Any space that you can have, it'll fill it right for you. Um, watching a lot of did, Dora the Explorer at my house. I was going to say, did you write a jingle for them no, or something? No, the backpack song for Dora the Explorer. <laughs> oh, geez. So, yeah, every, anytime I pull up my, my gap See, my cap, kid's 16 now, okay. so I don't know yeah. that anymore. <laughs> Kids that grew up with, you know, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they do. Someone out there they're is like, really having a good like, chuckle come right come now. Come on, Sue, what's your problem? Yeah. Someone out <laughs> hey, there. Hey, Minecraft music I would recognize. <laughs> Let's not talk about the. <laughs> my whole family is addicted right now. It's awesome. I mean, okay, good, good time. Um, Alrighty, Wally. New what's next? So, like Vandorans are exciting. New Vandorans. It's not that exciting because yeah. you get me like it's just like my old one. Yeah, which is a great <laughs> thing to happen. Yeah. So I've been getting questions about. I had a lot of people asking about wanting to buy their first horn or step up horn. Oh. Um, and I get a lot of questions, and I have my recommendations. Um, which we'll talk about in another episode, but then people keep asking me, but, but what about this? But what about that? And so yeah. I think like, I don't know. Cause yeah. there's so many like these new <laughs> Chinese horns on the market. Oh and yeah. I, like, I just don't know. So I figured like, all right. So I, um, yeah. I've been trying, I'm systematically going through some of these very popular. Yeah. Um, but the, not the tradition, not the Van Doren, not the, not Van Doren doesn't make a sex one. Yeah. Not the Selmer, not the Yamaha, not the Yanagasawa, right. not the big name ones. Um, and so I checked out the Eastman 52nd Street. Eastman, how is that? Well, it's interesting. So first things first, um, it, the one I tried was Eastman 52nd Street Alto unlacquered. Okay. And so it looks nice. It's not my preference. And I want to go on a little bit of a rant about this. Not long. Yeah. So um, go to your happy place, people that love the vintage look yeah. of the, the saxophone. It's all so, good. So <laughs> uh, you open it up and it's unlacquered. But if you if you buy a brand new uh, Yamaha unlacquered, the 82, it looks like a brand new horn. Yeah. Because they polished the brass. Right. And it will patina over time. So if you order a brand new 82 unlacquered, you can't tell the difference between the lacquer and unlacquer. I mean, barely. Yeah. Because you open it up, it looks shiny and new. And then it patinas yeah. over time. This, they put a vintage finish on it. So they spray it with something. Okay. I don't know. Um, I'm assuming it's a, some, I think Cannibal at least sprays it with some kind of treatment. And then it patinas, so it looks aged brass. Yeah. Uh, the engraving is really pretty, and they have a neat stamp with the 52nd Street uh, logo, and it's really kind of interesting. But I'm really not loving these vintage patinas yeah. on horns. And here's the reason. I love vintage things. I use a vintage-style metronome. I have a 1950s-inspired cheap uh, wristwatch, mechanical <laughs> wristwatch that looks like a nineteen, you know, nineteen sixties. Yeah. Actually, uh, I love turntables. I love vinyl records. I love old things. But when I buy something retro or vintage, I want it to look like it did in nineteen fifty or sixty. Yeah. I don't want my record player to be old and dusty and have cobwebs on it. I don't want my wristwatch right. to be all scuffed up and marked. You know, like when you buy a vintage right. car, you don't want it to look like it's been. 
speed so, up. Yeah. And you right. think like if it if it's gonna look vintage, you know, Charlie Parker played on a shiny saxophone. Yeah. Cannibal Adderley played on a shiny saxophone because they played on new instruments in. Yeah. So I don't understand this like retro inspiration, but it looks antiqued. Yeah. And I don't like that look. But I'm in the minority, I think. I think a yeah. lot of people love that. A lot of people like it. Yeah. And and so I w- so Companies ignore what everyone else wants and do what Wally wants. <laughs> <laughs> Make them look retro by making them look shiny. Yeah. Um, if anything should come back, I think it should be the satin silver look. What yeah. they used to do, like the bead blasted satin oh, finish. Oh, yeah, I know. Where what the, the engraving about. really pops. Yeah. Kurt Alterac over at Music Med is doing that with horns. Yeah. And I think it looks so sharp. I would prefer that rather than something you see in the back of an antique shop next to like a creepy old doll. I had a student recently who wanted an unlacquered horn and somebody whose name is escaping me now told me that, you know, after time they start to smell bad. That's untrue. Is that untrue? That's the person smells bad then. No, <laughs> I, uh, my alto is unlacquered. Okay. And it doesn't smell bad. Well, no, no worse, no worse than me. So according to my wife, like, yeah. Okay. No, it's just a, it's a gluten intolerance. No. Um, oh, I have not found that to be the case okay. whatsoever. So I think maybe that was a person just trying to help me discourage this guy from buying an unlacquered I, horn. I've never noticed any smell from any unlacquered horn. I okay. love unlacquered horn. So I'm not yeah, railing against uh, unlacquered. Yeah. And my horn is starting, is, has a patina on it to be sure. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, but gonna yeah, I just, like when I first had it, it would look shiny, just like a brand yeah. new horn that patinas over time. Yeah. Um, other than that, so getting away from the looks, it's okay. a good-looking horn. If you like that vintage look, you're going to love the way this looks. Okay. Um, it plays very well. It's got a kind of resistant tubby sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did not feel like a vintage horn to me at all. Like, I've played on some mm. old cons. I recently played on a really beautiful um, King Super 20 alto. It didn't feel wow. like these kind of light, free-blowing vintage horns. It had a heavy feel to it. It felt like cannonball horns. Yeah. Okay. Um, it has the big bell. It has the double arms, braces in the low end. Oh, wow. There's a lot of metal. It felt like a heavy horn. It had a kind of a really big tubby sound. I wouldn't call it resistant in a bad way, but it definitely had like a big tubby sound. Some people are going to like that. It's not my cup of tea, but it was consistent in the sound that it played. I'll post a link in the show notes of the sound sample um, and my video review. Uh, what I did like was, and this is interesting, I found the Eastman 52nd Street and some of these cannonballs actually have better intonation than some of the big name horns. Yeah. Um, when Yamaha, and I love Yamaha saxophones, mm-hmm. I play on one. When mm-hmm. Yamaha redid their lines and started messing around with necks, I've had a couple altos that like, I was like, whoa, the intonation's wonky on this. Yeah. So for a $3,000 Chinese horn, the intonation is very good. Wow. On this Eastman 52nd That's Street. That's positive. And so I really will say that um, the, the scale of resistance and intonation was very consistent. And so I'm really impressed with that. Cool. Um, and so, really, if you like the sound of it, it's good. The sound is good. The intonation is good. If you like the look of it, it's well done. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say that I don't love is if you play a really good setup, Selmer or Yamaha. I've actually never played a Yannick Sawa in my life. I've never played one. I just, there's no dealers around. And whenever yeah. you go to a conference <laughs> and see them, like you don't go to the Chamber Hotlicks and play one. You, you can't tell anything. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chamber of Tinnitus. <laughs> it's just terrible. But um, the action is not as consistent as a mm. good. Selmer or Yamaha, um, it's not bad, but you can just tell it doesn't feel as consistent. There'd be a yeah. couple times where a key would not pop open quite as quickly. Gotcha. Um, the spring tension wasn't as consistent. So yeah, and, and do you know anything about like the longevity of them? And how that's they hold the other up? big question. We don't know yet. That's the thing. We'll They're a couple years see. old because we're yeah. way behind on everything that's we a, review. Yeah, that's a pretty good price. Yeah, it, well, it's actually five hundred dollars more. It used to be right at three hundred. The map mm-hmm. minimum advertised price. 
Um, it used to be right at 3000 yeah. Now it's 3500 because of tariffs. But we're not going to oh. go there, Sue. No, we're not we're going not gonna to go there. Yeah. So I think it's a good horn. I would not bat an eyelash if one of my students was looking at buying it. So I went yeah. and checked it out, did a full review. I'll put a link in the show notes. And one of the other cool things is the case is pretty neat, Osquito. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. It's got lots of compartments and pockets. You can yeah. hide, um, you know, all stuff. sorts of stuff. Yeah. And you never run out. And I really like that. Now, I did have a um, YouTube viewer that said they bought it and the case had a lot of wiggle room over time. Ooh, yeah. So, I don't know. Something, and that's that longevity that, thing we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. We so, just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I would not bet an eyelash. Um, cool. If someone wanted to play that. But then it's the problem of if in the budget right around three thousand dollars seems to be pretty common. Yeah. So right at that three thousand or thirty five hundred dollar mark, then yeah. you get the Yamaha sixty two. Yep. Which I which love is that a horn. great horn. So around that, what the, what entry level pro horn do you really recommend? Well, I think the, the Yamaha sixty two would be a great would be yeah. a great horn if you can find you know if you can find a series two, um, Selmer. You can. You can then, find a use series two. I mean, that's room. that's still what I play on. I never moved to the series yeah. three. And if you get an overhaul, Alto, it'll last. Yeah. You gotta you gotta what expect if you find a couple a, hundred bucks. Well, for and an if overhaul. you find a good one that you know didn't get beat up yeah. and played a ton, I think the the series two is like always my go to recommendation right. for my students. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I agree because I'm a Selmer. Person. Yeah. So yeah. if you really want a new horn, and I understand the the wanting new. I get it. Yep. And if you like the way it looks and the case is neato and you like the, yeah, I think it's good. Um, as far as the, some of the Chinese horns I play, this was one of the better ones. Cool. But awesome. The, the longevity, it's always going to be in the back of my mind and make me wonder. Yep. Um, same with like a Tesla. We'll know in a few know? more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the Teslas, but like, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Let's um, wait and see. <laughs> yeah, let's wait and see. Let's say that with LASIK That's surgery, somebody. laser eye surgery. <laughs> right. I'm not going to pioneer that. No, I'm not going to be an early adopter. <laughs> Zap someone else's face and then come talk to me in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Other question I get a lot, and oh, I really want your okay. take on this, yeah. is um, people really want to know what a uh, best mouthpiece they can get for. There's this $100 barrier mark. With horns, yeah. it's around 3000 And understandable. Oh, yeah. yeah fa- a, your things yeah. are not easy. It's not easy to right. earn a living and raise kids and pay know, bills or exactly. be a college student. I, I am very sensitive to budgets. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then also talking to my wife about how much I can spend on, you know, yeah. I, I am sympathetic. But I get a lot of people ask, like, yeah, I get I can spend around a hundred bucks on a mouthpiece. Yeah. So for well, I mean, if you want a really cheap beginner mouthpiece, some of those stock Yamaha mouthpieces that come the 4C. in, yeah, that mm-hmm. comes in the case with the horn, that's a perfectly fine beginner mouthpiece. Um, they're cheap, right? Well, like, I don't know, Only, uh, 25, 20. 30 bucks yep. even, or they come with the sacks. If you buy like a student, if you model, get a, a Yamaha, Yamaha rental, it's going to come with a four C. Yeah. Unless and it's that student who came yeah. to me for a lesson and they forgot to put a mouthpiece in the case. And I shame <laughs> on them. Yeah. That four C it's, it's a plastic mold injected mouthpiece. I'm 99% sure, hey, but it's just like everything Yamaha does. It's if you don't fine. love Yamaha, understandable, but you can't really talk about their consistency in a negative light because it's just right. they do what they make they make well if yeah, you like and it, it and it doesn't it's a kind of mouthpiece that works okay for a beginner it doesn't yeah. make them do weird things with their armature where if you ever you have to be careful when you're a beginner you think yeah. oh I don't need a good mouthpiece no that's when you need a good mouthpiece right. because you will do all kinds of weird things with your armature to try to make a good sound on a really mm-hmm. bad mouthpiece um, I think the Van Doren mouthpieces are running more than 100 and I think a Selmer Sea Star is going to set you back way more than a hundred. Those are pushing, I think. Yeah, closer to two hundred uh, these days. Exactly, and the you know good, you know kind of, you know moderate jazz mouthpiece is going to be more than that. So 
I don't know between that uh-huh. Yamaha 4C and when you get up to the, like the Pro line. So I'm I'd, waiting for this while I didn't either. So I because I, I keep getting the hundred dollar marks and yeah, and I totally, I totally understand get it. talking to parents like you know you need a mouthpiece. Well, we can spend maybe like a hundred dollars for Christmas. Like, well, yeah. but if you spend one hundred fifty, you can get this Vendor. And like, uh, and like, I get it. I totally get it. Um, so yeah. I want to see what's about the mouthpiece jazz wise. Yeah. Because uh, I think you're right. If it's classical under a hundred. That Yamaha 4C is just fine. Just gonna just go yeah. with it. It's cheap. Yeah, or get it used. Oh, I don't like buying used mouthpieces yeah. very much without trying sight unseen. You don't know what's been done to it. You know if it's yeah. been adjusted or uh, yeah. how long it's been played on. That's warped true. rails. Yeah, go get them a new mouthpiece. Right. So I, I there's very little reason to upgrade from the 4C for the first couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's a good one until you can afford the. But for the jazz dollars, realm, yeah. I figured, okay. So we're gonna do so. And the other thing is, people always want to like, can I get it on Amazon? I get it. I don't like giving my credit card information to unknown companies. Yeah. So yes, I have an account with Woodwind Brasswind. I have an account at my local retailer. I understand a lot of parents don't, and they want to be able to get it on Amazon. Yeah. So I went on Amazon. I looked for saxophone mouthpieces yeah. under $100, and I found a, a mouthpiece that I was surprised was $97 that I knew very little about. No way. So for $97 is the Autolink. Oh, you're kidding. Tone Edge, not the metal one. Now, I had a metal one back in the day, oh. and I hated it. The Tone Master, the one that comes oh. with the metal and the ligature, and it was just terrible. Everything about it was terrible. Well, the ligature is no good. You have to put a different ligature on. The ligature, yeah, it was impossible to get it to straight. Yeah, Like yeah, the little yeah, rails you know. like, would wiggle. I had wiggle. a student who got one of those yeah. recently. We just put a an old an old Selmer Soprano Sax mouthpiece or ligature. ligature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember it's got this little thing that as you turn the screw, it, it twists the twist thing. And, and it's like hard to get it straight. And it was no, just and a, you can't and, crank yeah. it on as hard. Yeah, but they anyway. had the hard rubber tone edge. And oh, so I was like, all right. So for I, 97? Yeah, so I ordered one. Uh, the seven facing, not the seven star, just the seven facing. And I'll put a link in the show notes um, to the sound sample that I did. Yeah. Um, overall, I, it's fine. Wow. It's, it, was, it was good. That is good to know about. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's very different than the Meyer. Now, the Meyer is about 110, the cheapest yeah. you can find. Yeah. Usually around 120. Yeah. But on Amazon, for $97, you can get the Tone Edge. Now, it's not as bright as the Meyer. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it has a more uh, more fuzz. Okay. Like a warmth. I, warmth. Let's yeah. use the word warmth, because yeah. I think it felt well, very warm. Well, something to be said for that, right? It's more resistant than the uh, Meyer, but not in a bad way. I like the way it played, and it's actually more my preferred sound. Cool. Um, I adore the the very like um, kind of strident, forward facing Meyer sound that some of yeah. my friends get. I've always loved the West Coast Cool School. Yeah. And this was much more right up my alley. Um, I, I paired it with a uh, Daddario Adjust Select Very Hard see. on the seven facing. A very nice combination. There was notes of leather, and what vanilla, did you use for a ligature? Plum. Oh, what did I? Oh, I used the Van Doren MO. Okay. Oh, um, awesome. So it's the right size to... F- it fits that perfectly. Now, here's... the metal ones yeah. don't. So for $97, it's a very good mouthpiece. I'll put a link in the show notes. So you're going to get it on Amazon. Amazon Prime, as a matter of fact. Fabulous. Which is great, because if you don't like it, you can send it back yeah. to Amazon without a... Re- to my knowledge, because if you don't like it, it would win brass or somewhere else. You could have to pay the restocking. Right. Fee. Amazon, they'll take anything back. They they'll just take it back. They don't care. They'll, they'll you probably, take it to UPS, or you take it to a Whole Foods and put it in a, Whatever. They'll tell you how to do it. Yeah, it's super easy. And you don't have to pay to send it um, back. I will say this does come with a ligature and cap. Okay. Which you would think was like, oh, neat. They're the worst ligature and cap <laughs> ever. Well, for 97 bucks, yeah, man, I, what do you want? You could see like a, a team of attorneys <laughs> sitting around the table like, is this technically a ligature? <laughs> um, it's a stock ligature. And I like stock ligatures. Yeah. I really do. Usually um, fine. Um, especially like Yamaha, Summer um, make really good 
there, there's some stock yeah. creatures floating around. I, They're I, fine. I like them. Yeah. Uh, this one is bad. Okay. It's like <laughs> sharp edges, and it dug into my reed. Oh, and geez. the screws squeaked. Oh, and it's like, ew. like there's very few like <laughs> brass colors I don't like. This one's just. <laughs> I'm knocking. I'm being kind of silly. <laughs> hey, um, Wally, you're talking alto mouthpiece here, right? Yes, it Do is. Do they make it in a tenor? Yes, and the tenor one is hot garbage. Um, oh, golly. I, th- I think, and this is, oh, I hate doing that, like, bro science, or like the old, you know, there's those repair <laughs> guys. That, I hired a buddy that worked in the summer factory back in the 90s. He told me right. they'd get shell casings in World War II, <laughs> melt it down, make it, and Yamaha's melting down lawnmowers, and I got a buddy with it, and I hate that kind of, like, Urban legends, oh, material stuff. <laughs> but from my understanding, and talking to people, after a mold, and these are mold injected mouthpieces. Yeah. After a mold is used for a long period of time, it starts to change and wear down a little bit. I suppose, yeah. Um, and so, in part one of the telltale signs that the mold may be getting old is they fit very loosely on the cork. This Alta one fit mm. fine. The modern, and they've redone it. They've rebooted. They made the slant signature new vintage tenor ones. The tenor ones. The new vintage ones, yeah. the ones that sell for a lot more, they're very good. And they're actually, they have serial numbers on them. They're individually uh, numbered. I've played okay. some of those. Those are dynamite for the price. I love it. They're not under 100, yeah. but they're great. No, they're great for the tenor. <laughs> for the alto, the, the, just the standard tone edge hard rubber was very good. They don't make a fancy one for alto yet. Okay. Uh, but the tenor one, I've, I've tried the stock, just tone edge hard rubber tenor ones, and they just wiggled right off the cork. Oh, um, okay. And they, they were super stuffy. And there's actually... Um, um, some people that that specifically work on those because you know yeah. we'll we'll reface and change the baffle and try to make them more like they played on. Yeah. Um, but I think there's enough boutique mouthpiece makers out there. It's not necessary. I would right. just. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of the tenor, but the alto one maybe because they haven't made as many altos because it was right. never popular. Autolink was never terribly popular on alto. On the alto, no, yeah. that's true. So maybe they just the molds yeah, are in better shape. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it works really well. Um, huh. Ligature, well, it'll fit any any standard thing. So I used a Vandor MO on it in the playtesting video. Um, and I liked it. That's I, great. I really did. So for so I went out and I sought to answer the question. Okay. Best mouthpiece for under hundred dollars on there Amazon, you go. and you did it. And that was my answer. For classical, I think you're right. That four C, yeah, is a good. If you have a favorite mouthpiece, dear listener, uh, for under hundred bucks, let us know. What's your yeah. budget go to? And there's some right. new Chinese ones on the market too that we should need to be aware yeah, of. Yeah, gotta so, check them out. Yeah, we'll check them out. Yeah. Yeah, with all that free time we have. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so we got a question. Oh, goodness. Okay, we'll yeah. see if we have an And this is we'll right. This is up. a very gear-oriented episode. Jeez. It's kind of unlike us. Yeah, you know. I know it, right? Um, we're always behind. Like, oh, there's this new <laughs> thing out. It's called the Soprano. No, we're usually a little behind the curve on gear, but we're catching up. Um, there you go. <laughs> we still, I have still not seen that Claude de Longmouthies in the, in the wild, but I'm I hoping know, to get my hands either. on that. Yeah. To, uh, I hope, I kind of want to love it. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know, because it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Glenn Payne asks, I'm looking to buy an additional sax to my collection. Always a good idea, Glenn. Right. Always use another one. Never settle for one. Never. <laughs> uh, I want. I have a limited budget. Totally understandable. Should I buy, this is exactly what we're talking about, used or new Chinese? I want to get a tenor. So and that's the question, because for about the same price, yeah. you get a used Yamaha, used Selmer, yeah. I do not recommend to use Cannonball. I don't either. Um, in my experience, and I hope they've changed, and maybe they yeah. will, but I've the students that I've had that after about five or six years, the Cannonballs look much worse for wear than the Yamaha or the Summer. In my experience. Yeah. I should start reading uh, legal disclaimers. Yeah. Um, new, I think they're they're dynamite. Yeah. Um, well, not dynamite, but I like them. I yeah. think they're, they're perfectly yeah. fine. So do you pay $3,000 to get a really good used Yamaha, or do you get that new Eastman? Well, I would go for a, 
I would buy the used horn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would try some. There are some good dealers in used horns. If you don't feel like you know enough to just go buy it from a person yourself, there are, you know, various people who make a living doing resale. Mm-hmm. We've got a really good guy over in Durham who, who does that. Yeah, I was about area. to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So we Brian Kerr. Yeah. You know his last name? Yeah. I don't know his last name. He didn't Brian tell Curry, me. Yeah. He doesn't trust me, I guess. Oh, sorry. You're I not said supposed Brian, to know. and he uh, said, just leave it at that, Wally. Okay, so, I'm yeah, sorry, I'm, no, Brian. I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I know you Super are. nice guy. So yeah. we do not in any way get a kickback from this oh, guy. Oh, gosh, no, but um, he has made a living out of buying horns and, and reselling, reselling them, and he doesn't mark them up a ton, but no, he has he, to mark them up he, some, and he fixes them up and stuff like that. Right, and he's got repair techs he truly trusts. Yeah, and he's got old horns and newer horns. So this is. I think sometimes he actually even has new horns but he, no he's got lots of new horns and he is and he's also a yamaha dealer now oh wow so that's it's called, cool um yeah you again, told me about that we're not in we're no not formally endorsed <clears throat> and we don't get a kickback get yeah um brian who i actually drove over to his house spent um the morning um looking at vintage mouthpieces looking yeah, at his I've collection never been there. he's got tons of it stuff was a bl- i talked about yeah. this on another episode yeah. and like and he brought us some vintage horns for me to try it was a fun day Oh, I had a bet. really great time. You could totally geek and I, out. Yeah. That's where I bought my my current Holy Grail, the, the mouthpieces I play, my Tonalin. Oh, my that's 1960s right. Carlsbad Tonalin yeah. that I'm in love with now. Um, oh, yeah. Don't tell my wife. If um, I mean, if I had $3,000 to add a saxophone, I would, you know, if I couldn't afford a new Yamaha or a new summer, I would buy a used used one. Yeah. yeah. In good condition. You can get one in really good condition. I agree. Condition. And, yeah. And it's not like a car where it reaches a certain mileage and then... No. So it's not like, do I buy a new car or 50,000 mile... Toyota. It's not like that. It's not like right. as in life. If you get it overhauled every so often, it'll last. You know, yeah. I, well, and think about it. So say say you played high school, you know, in high school band and you had a saxophone and then you go to college and you're not playing your saxophone. Mm-hmm. It sits around collecting dust for a few years and then you go out, you get your life going, you get a job and you've got this saxophone sitting in a closet. You're not playing it and you decide to sell it. It's probably almost like new. And the resell... On the Yamaha and Selmers are, I mean, not even in the same ballpark as the Chinese yeah. ones. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, if you bought a used tenor, say you bought a used tenor for 3000 and say you played on it for five years, you know, you took good care of it. Still sell you it. probably could still sell yeah. it for 3000 Which so is not yeah. going to be the case for those Chinese horns. No. Um, no. So I'm, a, I'm of the same opinion. So if you have a reputable reseller, getasax.com is a good place. Brian is, is a guy we've both yeah. met. Like um, eBay's tough. If you know what you're doing, Oh, um, yeah. You or I to... might be able to get I a have. good deal on there. Have I you... bought my soprano off I eBay. Never... I could see doing that. Sudden scene, knowing that I had $500 of wiggle room for my repair tech. Because right. I knew, worst case scenario, this is going to be $500 more expensive than I thought. Right. I may get a great deal, but if not, I made sure I had an extra 500 in my available yeah. budget in case it really needed repairs. It didn't. It came playing great. It needed a couple That's tiny tweaks, awesome. probably just because of shipping. So I think um, used on eBay is okay if you have a repair tech you trust. Yes. And you can afford it and you budget for that possibility. If you live in a bigger metropolitan area and you can sort of advertise through word of mouth and try to buy one directly from a person so you can try it. That would be great. That would be great. That's how I bought my Soprano. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So you could I saw a sign hanging up at UNCG and somebody was trying to sell a Series 3 yeah. Soprano. And I had one that was going to need really a complete overall. I had beat on that thing. Well, I took good care of it. Yeah. But I had played the heck out of it for 10 years. And so I just bought a new one and it sold my old one. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, yeah, that was just really lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say um, with the getasax.com, I feel like a commercial here. I'm going to quit saying that. No, yeah. Getasax.com, getasax.com. Um, 
It's and he is one of the more prominent resellers of of used in our area. If he says it's playing condition, great. If he says it needs an overhaul, you can trust him. I feel like he's real honest. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I because his business is based on that, right? It is, which is why people, our friends, will buy Mark Sixes and things from him. Yeah, I mean, if they couldn't trust him, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. eBay is a mixed bag, Um, but you can find great deals. Yeah. So my feeling is, yeah, buy that Yamaha, buy that Summer, or whatever horn you truly love. Yeah. Pay for the overhaul with a good repair tech. And you're going to enjoy it for longer, and you're going to have more fun playing it in the meantime, if it's yeah. what you want. Now, if you prefer the sound of that Eastman 52nd Street, and you like the way it looks, you're going to have more it. fun. Well, and it's new, and if it matters yeah. to you, you know, if you're buying a sax for your kid, and you might want them to have a new one that doesn't have any scratches or dents or I bumps get or that. anything. I, know some people, I get it. Like I, some people say, it's never buy a, a, a new car, always buy used, because you lose X percent of the value. Like, yeah, I, 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 I like I, a new car. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> you know, years ago, Mark and I stopped you know, stopped buying used cars and stopped taking hand-me-downs from the yeah. family members and just started, like, buying a modestly priced new car, pay it off. We always are really good about keeping the oil changed yeah, and babying it and cleaning it. And, yeah. and we have found that in the long run, we save money that way. But it, and also, at the beginning, you get to drive a new car. It's and fun. It's not fun. You know, I yeah. have I have uh, people that are like, well, you just wasted your money, Wally. It's think think what you could have done with that money. Like, if yeah. I had that extra money, I would have used it to buy the new one. <laughs> It makes me happy. If it makes you happy, go for yeah. it. You know, I don't want to retire sooner because yeah. I like my job. You also get better financing on a new car than a used car, and that oh, matters very true. To us. So I hope that answers uh, your question, Glenn. <laughs> Buy what's going to make you happy. If you like the yeah. Chinese ones, yeah. you'll be fine. Go for it. Um, yeah. But if you really love that that Yamaha, yeah, buy a used yeah. one and set aside the budget. Yep. I, and developing a good um, relationship with a good repair tech is worth its oh, weight yeah. in gold. Yeah. Yeah, yep. no question. Absolutely. Um, if you have a question for the podcast, email us, uh, Academy at gmail.com or reach out on social media. Yeah, And uh, let us what, know what cool gear purchases you're going to make in the near future. All right. Until then, we'll see you next week, everyone. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>